amigos. What's up, Amigos family? This is Joey. Welcome to the Amigos podcast. You're just listening to some sound bites from our Monday morning meetings in Nicaragua, where we get the week started with some worship and a big old hands in and get the week going. Listen, if you uh, have been to Nicaragua 10 times or if you've never even heard of Amigos and you're riding in the car with someone, they're making you listen to this. We hope you find a home here and can kind of join in the conversation with us. We've got a really good episode today. Danny and I sat down with the director of Amigos, John Bland, and had a conversation about kind of what happened this past summer when the normal groups that usually come couldn't come as they usually could, and something really amazing happened through all that. So we're going to jump into that. It's an amazing story. And hey, if you like this episode, subscribe because we're going to have some more coming up. Let's jump into it. Welcome to the Amigos Podcast, where Amigos means family. Amigos for Christ is a nonprofit organization that works shoulder to shoulder with Nicaraguan neighbors to bring community leadership, clean water, health, education, and economic opportunity to rural communities in need. My name is Joey. And hi, I'm Danny. And together we'll be hosting this podcast and we'll feature stories that happen throughout Amigos and our work in Nicaragua. I mean, really. We want to share stories of impact. The stories that we'll share are stories that we get to experience. Um, Danny, you more than me. Danny, you live in Nicaragua. I work for Amigos uh, from the States. So, but we experience some of these together. Um, but what happens when you experience them firsthand, it's, it's a great thing. But what we want to do is share these stories in a new way, kind of dive into them a little bit more, and hope that um, we can share some of that impact with all of you who listen. I guess a good place to start is, Danny, why why is sharing a story of impact so important? Like, why would we do that? Yeah, that's a great question. Our, our biggest hope is that our ministry can help everybody who comes in contact with it experience life transformation. And I think sharing the good that we see happening or that we've seen happen is the best way to make that connection. It's the best way to invite people into all of what we're doing and a, a fun way to just share the joy that we're experiencing on a day-to-day basis. Wait, so, you, I mean, this is a term that we throw around in Amigos a lot, life transformation. So that can mean a lot of things. Um, what does life transformation really mean? And I guess you're talking about more than just someone who is in uh, rural Nicaragua who would be uh, on the receiving end of a project that Amigos might do, like life transformation, what does that mean? What, what do you mean by that? I think for life transformation, uh, for me personally, it just means us becoming more of who we are and us doing that together. So it could sound really broad, but we know that we each are super specific people and, and life transformation comes from us discovering more of what that is and sharing that with others so that they can do the same. So you're right. That, that can be rural Nicaragua. That can be Atlanta, Buford, Georgia. Um, I think that, that that can hit us anywhere. So you experience life transformation through Amigos, right? Absolutely. Give me, what's an example of some life transformation you've had through Amigos? Wow. Give me one example. What comes to your mind? So and I'll make myself answer this question too, but I'm going to make you go first. I like that. Put me on the spot first. <laughs> uh, life transformation... In the, in the first thing that comes to mind, Joey, is, is my story of learning Spanish. 
being um, in the culture here in Nicaragua and being with our Amigos team, I lost the fear of messing up when I've been communicating. I think learning Spanish helped me do that because I went through such a long period of time where 10% of the time I knew what I was saying and what I was hearing, and then it was 20%, and then 30%, and up to now where I am. And so I would say life transformation has come from the patience that people have given me to have that fluid conversation and, and just learning how to express myself in different ways. Yeah. What about you? Well, I mean, I'm a completely... I, so I lived in Nicaragua for almost six years, from 2010 to 2015. So uh, about five and a half years. But, you know, I'm a completely different person than when I, when I first arrived in Nicaragua. Our hope, and we say this all the time, is that anybody who comes into contact with Amigos, our ministry, has life transformation. You come out different than when you did when you came in. The experience- and not only do you come out different than when you came in, but you never go back to how you were before you came in. Oh, okay. That's good, man. It's like, like it's like if you picture if you picture growing out of a shoe as you're growing up. You know, I know it's kind of a silly comparison, but you you don't change shoe size. Your shoe size is transformed. You never go back to a six once you're at an eight. And I think it's the same for us that you don't you don't go back to who you were before you came here. One of the very typical things that we do with people who come visit and serve with us is you're going to get dirty. You're going to get uh, involved in some of the projects we do. And one of the very simple ways that probably most people listening to this have been a part of is you get in a ditch and you dig a ditch yep. with, with someone, right? Digging a ditch. What comes out of that is life transformation for me from just doing something that I, you know, something very simple alongside someone who from a community in rural Nicaragua, we're digging a ditch that a pipe is going to go into the ground. It's going to carry clean water eventually to their home, something that uh, they've never had running water in their home. But um, I come out of that change because I'm just doing something simple as spending time with someone and trying to encourage them through that. They come out of that. They have life transformation too, right? Yeah, I think that's a great example of the, the water project. It's in, We've experienced this and, and we've gotten to see this and, and witness it. The, the tubes going in and the ditch being dug, um, the well having water spring up from it, that all leads to life transformation. And what happens from that afterwards, the habit change of what it looks like to use that clean water, um, whether it's you know for daily life activities or just for drinking water to cut down on diseases is a big thing. But I think also what rides in all of that and, and why I really think it's true life transformation is that when somebody was in that ditch with you or when somebody was helping build that bathroom or when somebody was working on that well or when somebody was talking about habit change, uh, we were doing it together. And doing things together allows us to become more human together. It gives us dignity for what we're doing. And I think transformation comes from that when we can look at each other and say, I see a piece of me and you, and you see a piece of you and me. And I think that's where transformation comes from, seeing that it's not just, I'm working out here to get clean water. It's saying that this goes so far beyond what this, this, this change will make in our community. I think that's a good, a really good way to look at life transformation because life transformation absolutely comes through the projects that Amigos does. I mean, you're talking about someone who you know, in a, in a rural Nicaraguan community who lives outside of the city, who has never had access to running clean water or they get, 
you know, a lot of communities get their water from shallow hand dug wells that are contaminated. You know, we're starting a new water project in a community next year that a hundred percent of their wells are contaminated with E. Coli. Like this is very common. And so obviously life transformation comes through the actual project of clean water. But what also comes from that is the friendships and the connection that you carry with after carry with you after that. Because when you're in the ditch, when you're working with somebody hand in hand, shoulder to shoulder, as we say, if Jesus walked into a community and he saw them working on their water project, we think the first thing he'd do would be to pick up a shovel or pickaxe and jump in and help. It's like the simplest way to show someone you love and you care. Like, okay, let's do this. Let's let's jump in together and do this. So that's where a lot of life transformation happens too. It's just spending time with someone because I'm going to be changed by that. They're going to be changed by that. We've seen it a thousand times, right? And if you've been to Nicaragua and you've experienced this, you've experienced it and you know how this changes your life. And circling back to the importance of stories, we would never know those things if we didn't get to share them. Right. Joey, I wouldn't know, you know, how you were transformed before you, you know, how you were transformed throughout your time in Nicaragua over those five and a half years and still from, from then on out and how I was transformed if we didn't open up and share it. So I think that's the power of stories is that you can relive them for a moment just through the telling of that story. We've got, we've got a really good story for y'all today. It is a good one. Um, and I, there's probably some stuff we should contextually, uh, I mean, this conversation, we recorded this in the Rancho, which is this big thatched roof thing at the Amigos complex. So uh, it's kind of the center point of the whole property there. And it's a place where you can kind of sit in a rocking chair and relax and sit back. And so what you'll hear, you'll hear some background noises and stuff. That's just birds and people walking by, and whatever else. Um, but th- we had this conversation under the rancho and just kind of picking John's brain about what it was like to see um, Nicaraguans jumping in to serve other Nicaraguans this past summer. Uh, we'll mention three of the actual 20 communities that we're partnered with. And um, yeah, we should just jump right in. Don't you think? Yep. Now's the time. All right, y'all. So we're sitting here with director John Bland. And to give context before we jump into this, um, usually over the summer, Amigos hosts about a thousand people who come on mission trips through the summer months, like from churches, youth groups, schools, things like that. They come down and they jump right into Amigos projects with whatever we're doing. This past summer, that would have been the community of El Pedregal, who was installing a clean water system for the first time. And the way they do that is they dig dig trenches, ditches, that carry that hold pipes that carry the clean water to each home. And so when the mission groups come, they jump in and just help dig ditches side by side with the communities and, and the folks who live there. So what happened this past summer is there's some political protests in the country of Nicaragua, they went through a really tough time as a country. 
and it made sense to postpone those trips just for uh, safety reasons for travel. That A lot of that's calmed down now. We're able to host trips again. Um, we've actually had a few this year, and they've gone up great. But what happened is um, local uh, Nicaraguan groups um, came together from churches, from other communities where we serve, um, and, and went to El Pedregal in place of the mission groups that were that were slated to come. So, John, I guess to start this off, like why – why was that so remarkable to see? I think ultimately, I think we were created to serve. And when people are, are whether they're forced, like to me is, is weird because it seems like, well, we were forced to do something different. But it also created something that, that probably wouldn't have existed otherwise. But it also allowed people to see, you know, serving is really what makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I think... It's shown a different side of, of humanity here that I don't think we could have gotten a different way. Showed a different side of humanity? Like, uh, give me an example of what you mean by that. So, for example, um, Doña Lilia Mountain Las Torres, you know, she saw, before all this, she saw people come into her community and serving her and seeing herself as a person that needed to be helped. Mm-hmm. Whereas now she realized that I'm still the same person, but I have the capacity to help. Nothing's really changed situationally, situationally or, or anything. It's just like, ha, huh, I've got an opportunity to do something. And the fact that she got to do it and feel and feels good. You know, it wasn't like afterwards, it's like, this is a chore. And why do, why do people keep coming back? Because it feels good. So what, if you could, uh, you love the story of Donna Lilly. Why is like her example a huge win? Is it the biggest win? Is it a big, I don't know what words to put on it, but why is that something that's like, dude, we have to celebrate that. You know what I mean? Because I think she's the matriarch of five generations. So like how often do you get a chance to meet someone who's alive and there's five generations. There's her, her kid, her kid's kids, her kid's kid's kids, and her kid's kid's kids. And Wait, I, so she's a great, great she's grandmother? She's a great, great grandma. How old is she? I don't know. I don't even know if she knows. Yeah. I asked her that and, and you know, it was when I when I heard her say great grandma great great grandmother, I, I went, Okay, so I asked her to break it down. Tarta, and, tarta, and then when she started breaking it down and pointing out the people, you know, involved, and here's her, and there's that, it was like, wow, you know, that's that, that was amazing. So I think five generations and just the last generation is going to experience something that all the rest of them had to go, is not going to have to experience what the other four generations had to go through mm-hmm. that are still alive. So what makes it special is I think her, for her to see that and just look at her great great grandchild and going, they will never have to go through the the hardships that I had to when it comes to water and sanitation and all the ill effects of that. So she's got, she's a great great grandma. Her community, where's she from? Las Torres. Okay, that's right. So Las Torres had clean water in 2017 they celebrated like la like in what was it like november it, it was like the big celebration mm-hmm. and then she showed up 
in El Pedregal, which was the next community, right? Mm-hmm. And that was this summer. That was this summer. So she, like, rallied people up in her community to go help. What did that look like? Or do you know? So our promoters went out to the community and said, hey, we've got this opportunity. You want to come to Amigos and help? And they had, it's a small community, but they had really twice as many people than than we could have handled that, that day wanting to come. So when they got here at the, at the property on, on Wednesday night, Oh, wait, hold on. So they came, how far away is Las Torres? Las Torres, who? Las Torres is on the Honduran-Nicaraguan border. Like, their their community has markers that if you step on one side, you're on Honduras, and oh, if you step wow. on the other you side, you're on Honduran cell service over there. So, yeah, you, you're from here, I would say, you know, at least two hours, two and a half mm-hmm. hours. And so, so they came to the property on a Wednesday night. They came out to spend the night. Amigos bus with some promoters went out, picked them all up, and brought them here for the sleepover. What was the sleepover? So it, it, it reminded me of when we send our buses to the Managua airport and go pick up people. So we go pick up. Everybody's excited. They're on the bus. Only they they're all coming from there. They all yeah. pack bags. But the, the difference is... Patricia and everybody like made all the beds up, and there was like music oh, in the yeah. rancho, and they got here. Fans Just on. like if a group came from the airport. They were, they were greeted by applause from our team, a sign in the rancho, just like it, there's a sign for when people walk in that here. Is incredible. Welcome, Las Torres. They put their bags down, and the thing that I noticed that, that kind of blew me away, they were all dressed in their best, yeah. and they had so little with them. They had like a small, little itty-bitty backpack. And it's like, you're going to come here in these clothes, you're going to work in these clothes, and you're probably going to go home in these clothes, hmm. all in the same clothes. And... They walked in here, but the the sight that got me as far as Doña Lilium is the food line. So they don't. So there was food waiting on them too. Dinner was ready when they got here, and and all our promoters are serving them. That's amazing. They're just sitting there serving them some of the best food that they've ever eaten in a place that has electricity, which they don't have electricity. Being treated like kings and queens, and and again, she's the she's this little itty bitty, you know, four eleven lady. And um, sitting in the middle of this giant smile, like, I'm being treated like a queen right now. And um, and so they ate. We had a devotional when, when they got done. And when the devotional was over, they saw Nacho Libre. And- Wait, hold on. What was the diva? <laughs> well, I, we got to talk about Nacho Libre. What was, the, what was the diva? So the diva was all about serve and and the same thing we, we talked, the bright spots. Bright spots. Stuff. The bright spots. And... And the Devo was about, you know, how they are bright spots, how they have come and they're going to be bright spots to the people in El Pedregal. That's awesome. So someone was that for them and now they're going to be that for somebody else. Yeah. And um, So you guys had dinner. They come, they get the whole experience. They come from Las Torres, ride the bus, probably had music on the bus. They get here and there's like a huge part of the Amigos team cheering them on when they get here. They have an awesome meal. They come into the rancho for Devo. They probably had time to like settle into the dorm and all that stuff. And then it was just kind of chill for the night. And then just to be fun, just to have fun, you put on a movie and they watched Nacho Libre. Nacho Libre. <laughs> and so I think I think for them, just being here, the excitement of being away at camp, 
It was yeah. it was it was really a thrill and and again I think Isn't that like the same experience that's provided for folks who come from the States? It's exactly the same. It's exactly the same. And just seeing people here, seeing they're nervous. They're wondering what they've gotten themselves into. (laughs) Got to meet new people. Got to share a little bit. Yeah, and just get completely out of their comfort zone. And even though a lot of they're all from the same community, you know they don't hang day to day all the time, and being here in that in that just like a group from the states with like a church yeah. or a, a school or whatever, identical. That's and awesome. and the beautiful thing is our our team is masters at it. You know at, at how to give a devo, and 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 these are all Nicaraguans giving devos to fellow Nicaraguans, and it just went down exactly the same. And and just also I think watching people laugh at Nacho Libre was one of the the Did you watch the movie, the things. whole movie with him? I saw it, you know, the... the <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the movie uh, several times, but the sure sign of that the enjoyment was there is the next day what they, when they talk about it. And then what I think was another sign of the excitement is they were all up at 3 or 4 in the morning, oh, yeah. ready oh, to rock gosh. and roll. So, again, the, our staff gets here, breakfast a devo about service about what what it's going to be like and how to prepare and what they're going to say when they go meet the community of El Pedregal what that's going to look like like just like when groups came to show up and you know all the way in Las Torres and they were like we don't want to like we just want to be here to encourage you you're like encouraging them to do to sort of step into El Pedregal in the same exact way that's what the purpose of the devo is exactly exactly and so someone from their community explains to the people from El Pedregal who we are, where they're from. and um, I mean, go ahead. I don't want to interrupt no. you, but like, there had to be a moment where you're watching this unfold. You know, probably a lot of these, you know, you're describing them from the food, from the bus ride to the them coming to the diva. It's like being out there in the community and watching all that settle down after, you know, Christian was probably the guy who was doing all the introductions. Like we're here to help. We just want to encourage you. They had this done, you know, their water system was done last fall. They know what it's like to be in your shoes. So let's all go after this together. And then, you know, everybody breaks up hands in and then it's like people start grabbing picks and shovels it's like are you not looking at that thinking what like is that not just like a surreal moment can you put words around like what you're feeling at that time i think the best thing i could describe is like it it just proves that jesus model and that whole system of modeling things actually is how humans work because the people in Las Torres saw the people from the U.S. come and do the exact same thing. And probably at some point sat around, like you've said, you know, at night they're sitting around going, these guys paid a good chunk of money to come down here to, to, for their flight. And they gave up their time and their comfort and everything. And look, look how this turned out. And then for them to be able to go, we can do exactly the same thing. Exactly, we should do the same thing. And more than the we can and we should is we really like this. And uh-huh. that, that to me is like where it gets down to 
when when Christ said it's he came here to serve, it's because we are actually wired. It feels good. It's not just, oh God, grinding out, you know, helping somebody else. It's actually this feels really good. And this is the way they're built. And you could see that on everybody's expression. You could see when they when they finish that day, at the end of the day, you know, there was the closing devo before they hopped on the on the bus and, and went there, you know, two and a half hours back to Las Torres you know, to hear what that impression was, and that was exactly it. They just expressed how good it was to be able to go out and serve people. So they were, like, reflecting, and they're they're saying these things yeah. in, like, a group setting. Yeah. I think one thing, again, that sticks out to me, you know, having all these, you know, years of, of people coming to serve Nicaraguans that <clears throat> to see it play out like that, to me, it's just the way people are built, and it just is—it's to me really satisfying for to be part of Amigos and seeing that that we're we're facilitating that, and you know, and and the sure sign that 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 people love it is when can we come back? When can we do this uh, again? Yeah. When can we do this again? Because Los Torres is like one of several of those groups this summer that had that did that more than once, right? Yeah, yeah. I can't help but think about too, and when you're talking about the promoters welcoming them, how cool it must have been for our team too to welcome people into our amigos' home after being welcomed into folks' houses in Las Torres the whole year. Like just thinking about promoters going house to house every day and saying, "Hey, I'm Danny or I'm John." Or yeah, I'm because Joey. like the groups that went to Las Torres like in 2017, they were probably like they probably did house visits or were making tortillas and stuff. Oh, yeah. So it's cool just to think like almost like we got a chance to return the favor a bit too. Like, Would you say it's a fair statement that the groups that came in 2017 to Los Torres, for example, you know, that's just one example that we're talking about that they modeled what it could look like. And so Los Torres saw how they humbly, I don't know, you know, did all that and spent their time and did. And they're like, you know what, this is, I want to do what they did. Is that kind of completely yeah i don't know who invented volunteerism but it's not a worldwide thing it's it's people here will help families and they help each other in in moments of need but it's very at a familiar Mm -hmm. basis you know with the the family and the idea of going out and going to some other completely different community is not normal because they're struggling with their own needs you know they've got plenty especially now during the season where everybody's planting they got tons of stuff that they need to do just to survive that that wasn't normal so i think when it was when it was modeled and like wow that's something i hadn't maybe not even thought about to that to that extent and i think that's that part of it is is where all our missionaries that have come over all these years they ever wondered the impact that they have yeah there's there's infrastructure there's change that's happened here incredible incredible amount of change has come here but if if they if they take a step back and go what impact did i really have like why did i not just write the check yeah and why did i actually come down here because transform people transform people and it's just like that that model actually works and sometimes we don't even get to see it uh, a lot of people from the, the states that have been coming down all these years that have been modeling that didn't get an opportunity to see that in action. But we all did, and it's like, holy smokes, man, this is awesome. 
So what might seem like a really negative thing, if you just look on, if you just kind of scratch the surface of like, you know, I've been coming to Nicaragua for years. I've been coming for five, six, ten years, second, two years, whatever. And this year I was going to bring my dad, or this year I was going to bring my daughter, or this year I was going to bring my mom or brother. And you're looking forward to that, and you're like, if I'm at home and I'm and I'm thinking about my impact it's you're literally saying that the model that was set with them for years and years and years has become sort of the vibe that people were able to just jump in stride with and go and just go with it (coughs) and they probably and you guys probably explained that to all of the groups too it's like you know we were planning to have a thousand people here this summer and uh, they really want to be here. And they're not going to be here this summer. So you're able to step up and just, like, do exactly what they would do here. And, you know, and that it's, yeah. Is that That's fair? exactly. <laughs> I've never put those words around it. Do, do, do that. And in your own personal way, that's perfect, too. <coughs> you know, like. You, you kind of said step into that. It's like you get to do it the way that, that best fits you. So and like they saw that. It. They were able to see that vision and just be like, yep, I'm in. Because, like, if you're Donya Lilium, you're like, yep, they came. And it at first it was like, what are these, you know, y'all, y'all flew, you know, all day and then drove to Chinde and then drove two and a half hours. Like, and you've never even used a pickaxe. Like, of course, at first that seems weird. Or, like, doesn't make sense, maybe. But, like, after time, it's like, this makes all the sense in the world because we're sharing in something. Like, we're brothers and sisters, and we're walking through something. It's the same thing that we talk about when we're able to host people here. It's like, this seems crazy. But if you back up and you really look at the impact it's made, like, can you really argue that it's crazy at the end of the day when people are choosing love and and choosing... uh, sacrifice over what the world tells them to value, you know, from people from the States to Donya Lilium and Las Torres, you know, continually giving up her time. That's And, and that's reason number 121 why we don't use a ditch witch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, would never, that would never happen. If anybody ever asked that again, and I, you know, I'm, believe me, We've all heard that question, and it's, you know, I I still want to ask that question sometimes. It's like, holy crap, man, this is like some ridiculous rock, like, or whatever it might be. Like, well, this water system's eight miles, you know. It's not two kilometers. This one's eight miles. It's like, it really doesn't make sense why time, invested time in relationships pays off. Because you got people with life-changing experience who are walking away, and ultimately they're like, I'm able to see Christ more clearly and I'm able to understand his love more clearly because what did Jesus do? He like he met people where they were consistently. I think everybody the the especially the local churches and and I think they they look for ways to really act out their faith like you learn, you you know serve, you hear you hear the gospel, but I think Sometimes in something so radically different than what the norm is, you don't get that opportunity to, 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 to do that. So I think like the local churches that went, 
they haven't had an opportunity to see that because it was actually kind of crazy for them to do that you that's mean, what yeah, yeah that's what i'm getting at like why well, well tell me why tell me why that i think i can piece that together but tell me why that's crazy for them i think because it's almost like life here is is is, is challenging why am i gonna throw another challenge on top of that and the ease in which they flowed into that was 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 really neat to see yeah it's the power of an invitation because if you think about it like you know what you said is that if it's already complicated there already there's already a lot to do or already a lot on your plate to think about how important it was of the the person who went to make that invite like the person from our team or one of us or christian or julio or whoever it was that said like hey We've got this idea of puntos de luz, bright spots. Like, we want you to join us. We want you to come and promise that you'll have a ton of fun. You'll learn a lot. You'll get sweaty. You'll get dirty. But I think you'll really like it. And how? It's like, okay, well, I'll see how that goes. And kind of followed that invitation. Who can argue with, like, a, <coughs> uh, showing up to the prof with music on and the vibe of, like, all right, let's all go make some sandwiches now. It's like, <laughs> all right, we're here. I mean, yeah, this sounds, this is, this makes sense. You know, when everybody's actually doing something juntos, mm-hmm. it's but like the other, the other thing, Joey, to mention is, is what I heard Carlos say. So Carlos was is one of our promoters that works out in in several communities, but particularly in La Coyotera. and he's been working out there for you know several years now and getting to know the people. He was front and center of hosting La Coyotera to come and do the exact same thing. And La Coyotera is another community just like Las Torres. They were they were recipients of a water system what year? 2016. 2016. And now they're a part of Plan Siete and they're doing modern bathrooms, healthy kitchens, uh, economic development, education, healthcare, all that. Yep. Their community completely changed because now they have running water, now they have bathrooms. and. Yeah. And projects and uh so carlos made the statement he says i feel closer to everybody in that community after spending a day out in pedregal with them than spending all the other time with them so what what that kind of taught me is like that whole again that whole act of service brings something out and i can't even i don't even can't put words to it but it brings something out in everybody that allows them to see the rest of humanity very differently it's like you're it's like we're really you know if there was ever like some weird inclination that like we're we're helping you we're helping you it's like that's like levels the playing field almost it's like we are all putting on the same shoes today i mean we all know that we're the same people we all know that you know but if there was ever you know like this makes it so tangible like you, we're all doing the same. Like after I go serve, I haven't had that experience, but I can see how I'm just trying to think of like, you know, a community that I've did a lot of work in like El Chunco with the water system, like then going with someone from El Chunco to another community and then me and that person, you know, they got the pickaxe, I got the shovel and it's just like, Joey, what's cool about El Chunco and this, I experienced this, I was able to share in their Devo with them. And I got up El and Chunko I came. El Chunko came, yeah. And I got up and I talked and I said, and I had tears in my eyes. I was really touched by it. I said, I remember my first trip to Nicaragua in 2010, 
and all of you little squirts. You gave the Devo? No, no, no I was just sharing. I, I was just sitting in on Devo. Dude, that had to be awesome. And I said, all these little kids that I worked with, that I played with, that I learned Spanish with. They were all there. Know, they, they, were, they were there. Oh. And now they're not little kids anymore. You know, these little 12-year-olds, you know, are now 20-year-olds. I used to always think, like, what was it like for all these kids? You know, because the great part about hosting these huge groups out in communities is, like, we bring out the Frisbees and the and the soccer balls and the footballs, and, it, and there's always a ton of fun that you have, and especially around the kids. It's like all of the, the volunteers from the states who would come, and they would always find ways to make the kids feel awesome. And I would always think, like, I remember back when I was a kid, like, what do I remember that impacted me? Those kids as a whole would have to look back in a few years and be like, do you remember that summer? You know what I mean? Like, you remember that summer when everybody was here and it was like there was people coming and hanging out all summer and then we got water after that and they were literally here. You got to see the other side of that. Yeah, it was so encouraging. I told him, I was like, I experienced hope in a real way eight years ago when we were digging on the highway out to Chunko and I was like, and I just relived it again with the same people but because you've carried it this long and that you've like made it your own and you've created something new from it. It was super cool. And then I sat down Did and just kind of... you see kinda, like connecting with that? Oh yeah, big time. Heads nodding and like a couple kids came up afterwards and were like, I remember, you know, playing on the Chinos or I remember like the Commodore when we were digging the foundation for it. It was, it was super cool. Yeah, that's like full circle. Well, and now they're adults. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> made me feel old too. <laughs> Man, I love that story. It's so encouraging. Well, it's such a real example of life transformation as we talked about before and how true connection can leave us with such concrete memories. Well, thank you guys for listening to the first episode of the Amigos Podcast, where Amigos means family. We'll be back soon. We love you guys. Thank you. We hope you're encouraged. And we will talk to you very soon. Bye. Adios. Adios.